The Sean L. Show, intimate conversations about music, sex, and life in New York City. My guest today is my friend, Dan. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. How do I know you, Dan? Oh, God. How do you know me? I guess through my, my boyfriend. Yeah? Yeah. After he left his husband, he came to live with you out here in Astoria. I mean, Astoria. you don't have to mention the husband. That's all right. Fuck the husband. No, He's I think it's very important news. for my history. It's important for your history? Yeah, it because... It sounds like his history. Hey, well, when I met him, he was still married. That is part of my that history. That is true, but they were separated. Well, yes. But they were still married, which lasted <laughs> far too long. This is just legalities. Do you know how long Bethany Frankel was married? Okay, hold on. No, I don't. I knew, I believe it or not, I do know who she is, but I don't for fuck how years. long she was married. For years. However, also, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are still married. That shouldn't be. What is Pete Davidson doing? Fucking the shit out of her. Yeah, he doesn't care about marriage. That's cool. I don't care about marriage either, to be honest. But marriage does give you a lot of benefits that are a bit of a, you know, a struggle when someone's married to someone else. How? Wait, tell me about that. Hold on. Okay. Is he well, okay with you talking about this? Of course. I, we asked him your I actually asked permission you were there for you to be on the podcast I mean you okay can you can send him it before you post it and ask is this okay and he'll give you his but my hunch That's is true. yes he will not care okay wait how did it cause problems well my boyfriend is currently living in Germany no we be, know that because I could not get him to stay here because he was married to someone else I could have potentially taken Oh, you could have married Steps him, but then, yes. For him to okay. be able to stay here. I, now, don't get me wrong. Yes. I am not a sucker for marriage. I do not give a fuck about marriage. Right. However, am I going to take advantage? This is, again, I'm talking about my mother being like the queen witch. I totally don't believe in mar- in the sanctity of marriage. I believe in marriage as being something that has something to offer me and my partner's. And legally, like legally. as a paperwork, oh, yeah. tax filing, and I'd feel, I would those. feel no guilt about a divorce because yes. you stay with somebody as long as you're going to, in order to get what you what you both want, right, or what's right. good for the two of you. Yes. And then if it's no longer working, why would you feel hung up about getting a divorce? I don't understand. Valid. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So the backstory for people listening is we just were like, we dove right in. <laughs> Wine bottles first. We were like, hello, listeners. Um, so the backstory is uh, your boyfriend, your current boyfriend, was my roommate. Yes. He is a French citizen living in the U.S., but he was married here and... Technically living in Germany separated. now, but was living here. Yes, yeah. was living here when you met. Yeah. Separated, but still married. You met, fell in love, blah, blah, blah. He was still oh, married. I wouldn't go that can... far. Oh God! We met and we had a great time. And this now, so, after years, after years, literally years, now I would say that we are actually in love. Years. Oh my gosh! It's true. I don't believe in love. In like, if you fall in love with somebody in the first twenty days, you know them. No, that's I didn't passion. say you fell that's in love in the love. first twenty days, but. To the point that, like, so he had a job here. The job, he didn't get his visa extended in time, so he had to go. But at that point in time, when he had to go, were he not married, you would have married him? It would have been an option. Can I say that's what I would have done? I don't know. But it would have been an option. And I wouldn't be living an international relationship at the moment, potentially. I think that's entirely fair. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think that's entirely fair. Because you don't know because it wasn't on the table. Right. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. So your partner now lives in Germany. Berlin. Yeah. Berlin. 
Let's uh, we're talking gay stuff. Let's talk about Berlin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dan, uh, the icebreaker question for this podcast actually yeah. it is what are you listening to? What music is in your headphones? Uh, what I don't listen to music. Sorry, I think I'm on the wrong podcast. Oh shit. No, I have been listening to um, the cabaret uh, original Broadway soundtrack. I, I wish that were so there's actually a um, playlist on Spotify called Made in France and I Aww. do have to say that I think the French are significantly better at pop music than we are and it's just almost constantly going through my like I'll listen to Lucius which we mm-hmm. talked about earlier yes I love Lucius yeah. I'm so happy are they Lucius... French? no they're American okay they're, they started their careers in Brooklyn I think I think that's where they they kicked like where they met each other. Don't quote me on that. I don't know, but that's where they started in New York. Yeah, I'm sure they're best friends with Alicia Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so of course, mm-hmm. Lucius, God bless for working with Brandy Carlisle and with um, Cheryl Crow, who is another one we were talking about earlier about like mm-hmm. my childhood music and how Alanis Morissette with her cross-eyed bear. You know. Wait, can we tell this story? Yeah, yeah. I just found out this about you. Okay, so we were talking about lyrics and music of our childhood heroes. I was talking about riding in the car with my dad, listening to the Velvet Rope album by Jenna Jackson, and all of the extremely sexual lyrics. And you brought up Alanis Morissette and yeah. all of her lyrics and the ones that you didn't understand. Yeah, my point was including that you need you to, be, to know. You need to be less concerned about your children. Or, you know, younger people hearing sexual innuendos or sexual themes in music because chances are they're not actually understanding anything. Right. And, and you just need to be prepared. Was... You just need to be prepared to respond to what they actually ask and do understand. Right. And my example was Alanis Morissette, you ought to know. Yeah. And she says, you know. The... You were concerned what what is a cross-eyed bear? Yeah, well, I was like, what the what fuck is, is a cross-eyed, cross-eyed bear? bear? Cross-eyed Why bear did the man give her a cross-eyed bear? all I could bear? think about was that, like, Uncle Jesse... Is it Uncle Jesse? No. no Uncle... It's the um, other one. What's his face? Dave Coulier. Yeah, Dave Coulier. I can't think of Uncle... Whatever. The yeah, man for, who lived in the basement. Me, creeper in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. How he gave her, like, this goofy stuffed animal from the fair who had cross-eyed crossed eyes that's so yeah. like why did he give her a cross-eyed bear yeah and it's such a mishearing of the lyric that yeah. i didn't even understand what you meant when you said it <laughs> i was like what are you talking about yeah so now for people that are still confused what is the lyric it's the cross-eyed bear like that the cross you gave you bear. to me you, you the cross the cross-eyed bear. bear that you, you gave, gave to me, me. you yeah. you you yeah. i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that one not and you thought it was bear. a cross yeah, I totally bear. thought it was a weird looking teddy bear that she got at the carnival. Or that oh my got God. I'm going yeah. to get a teddy bear from a carnival. Dave. Just Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Dave. Well, Dave is his name. I don't know what it was on the show. It wasn't Uncle Dave. Dave. I think it was Uncle Dave. No. No. I'm going to Google it? No. Well, we'll Google it later. It's not Dave. It's Jesse Stanley. I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. But it's not Dave. Dave is his real name. Um... But it's, Weirder it's, things have happened than having the act. Correct, <laughs> correct. I love Lucy. Um, but it's not. It just isn't. Uh, Dave Coulier played Uncle Joey. Joey, uh, not Dave. Yes, Uncle Dave, Uncle yes. Joey. Okay, okay. I don't know who Uncle Dave is, but uh, when you um, find out... Uncle Dave is the creeper you don't want to know. In the bushes, yes. Mm. Um, all right, so this is a podcast about music and sex. We talked about music. 
Uh, we should now talk about sex. Have I don't know why you want to talk about sex with me. I've never had it. Have you had it? You haven't had any never. sex? Never in my life. Oh my God. I have. Tell me more. What's it like? It's fascinating. Should I have sex? You should. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just kidding. I've had a whole lot of sex. Yeah. I want to talk about the most recent sex I've had. Can we do that? <laughs> yes. All right. I've had sex a lot. I put a years on it because I was like, how many years have I been doing this? Because... <laughs> This has never happened to me Wait, before. have you talked about it in terms of, like, the types of sex you had per year? No. Did you, you recap mean? each year? Like, No, I don't is, have a yearly you recap. Why? No, no, I just mean that, like, when this happened to me, I was like, this has never happened to me before. And so I was like, how many years have I been putting my dick in buttholes and this has never happened to me? And I, found, I figured out the number of years and it's more years than I'd like to admit. So I won't say it here because I won't. Four? Four years. It's been I know. Four I don't like four to admit it. Long years. Four long years. The yeah. number I've accrued in yes. four years. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it at all. Yep. Except I do because I'm. I have no shame. Yes. No. Yeah. Um. So I I hooked up recently with this beautiful man. Mm-hmm. He's a neighbor. Um. Takes very exceptional care of his body. Extremely muscly, and I think that was part of the problem. And so you're saying you want to sleep with me. Yes, very much. All muscles, extreme care. Correct. Yes, (laughs) yes. Same thing. Um, No, but so so uh, we predetermined on the grinder, which is a very um, high society app. Yeah, grinder, high society app for very upstanding citizens. We determined that I would be the um, top in this. The giver. The giver in yeah. this uh, particular encounter, mm. and when I uh, when it became time to give, I inserted my genitalia into his anus, and uh, it was so tight, I could not get it back out. I could not thrust. I could not move. It was it was squeezing the shit out of my penis. I felt scared. I felt like I had to retreat. I've never felt that before. And hey, it's all about fight or flight. It was fight or flight. I had to get out of there. You had to, I you had, had to get out of there. You had to fly. It was so. It was so tight. Do your. Do, we're pouring wine. Do yours. Um, <laughs> no, but I've never. Ha- I've never had that before. It was so yeah. tight. It hurt. I completely lost my erection. I couldn't thrust in in or out. I was just stuck there. His asshole was holding tight to my dick. I couldn't move. I've never had this before. I. It was wild to me. Yeah, I mean, that's wild. I I have had a very tight anus that I could... I mean, it, it killed my... I mean, let's be honest. I have a hard time staying hard because of uh, SSRIs. But when it's a tight anus like that, donezo. Done. So... Fortunately, this was I, a situation... But this is, I, I usually have the opposite problem, where, like, it's worn out and loose, and I'm, like, throwing... Just throwing it down the hallway, and I'm throwing like, a you a hot dog down the hallway. Yes. Or, like, it starts hey, no out tight. Shaming. It It starts out tight, and then I fuck it for a few minutes, and then it's just... He's not participating in mm. the, like, clenching back, or, like... Do you know what I mean? Like... I do know what you mean. Bottoming is more work than people... Oh, I disagree. Bottoming is easy-peasy. No, I think I think a good bottom is has more work to do than people realize. Like it's not just like giving your whole. Like if I'm fucking the hell out of you and all of a sudden it's loose, you need to be giving me some some kegels on my dick. No, I don't think that's difficult. 
I mean, it's not difficult, but I've fucked a lot of bottoms that don't know how to do that. And I'm just like, all right, well, is this over? Because this was fun three minutes ago. Well, and but... this, is, this is what's interesting, is that I have had somebody very tight, but it, it wasn't... Um, I couldn't stay hard. Because you thought his asshole was going to cut your penis off. No, I wish it were that. Like, I can't imagine what that's like. That's I what I had. I that's what I just had. No, that's not it was okay. so okay, tight. I've never experienced that. Let me put it that way. I, I just kept pushing mm. it in more and more. And then, like, I got it in all the way. And he was a champ. I was like, you okay? Because he was kind of quiet with it. And I got it in all the way. And then I couldn't get it back out. Like, no thrusting would occur. Like, it was in there. It was in a vice grip. And then I was like, oh, am I in danger? You know that, like, family guy meme where the little kid is like, I'm in danger. Is that family guy? <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, I need to get my dick back. It is. It is. It's being killed. It's like that J-Lo movie where they're in the jungle with L Cool J. And the anaconda comes and like wraps around them and crushes them to death. I felt like an anaconda had wrapped around my dick and was gonna just crush it to death. It was insane. Like I said, I've experienced a tight asshole, but I've never felt like it was gonna get eaten alive. I couldn't fuck him. Like I literally couldn't move my dick in and out. It was too tight. It was like, yeah. it was in and done. The closest situation I've been in is that like, I got the head in and it just got blopped right back out. I was like, nope, not going to happen. So that's another different situation because what I asked him, because I, because then we tried different positions and because it was so, 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 so tight, I was like, are you nervous? Because I was like, is he clenching for dear life on my dick? And he was like, very casually, he was like, no, I'm not nervous. And when I tell you I read his vibe and his vibe was giving me not nervous at all. Like, he was very comfortable. I believe him when he says he wasn't nervous. I think his insides are just a vice grip. I He was very sweet. I loved having him here. That I'll invite like him over again. Sexy. He was Oh, he's very yeah. sexy. I'll try it again. I will put up with a lot with someone who's very sexy. It's but I'm also, even, I, I also don't even say it was like having to pull it up with it. Because he was, he was so sweet. It just was very... It was something I had never encountered before. Which, at this stage in the game... I think he ought to come with a warning sign on his package. He told me on Grindr, he was like, I'm very tight. Well, it should be tattooed on. But I just thought that was the thing that bottoms say. Like, bottoms say that because they want to, like, get you going. And I'm like, no. I'm so tight. I've never had somebody say that to me. Really? No. Uh-uh. Maybe he was trying to warn me. I think that's a thing you're supposed to say. Yeah. But most people are like, actually, I'm just a like a loose bottom which I think people actually appreciate more than being tight really oh I think gay men love a loose bottom filled with other men's loads like they're just obsessed wow. with it. oh yeah a loose bottom filled with other men's I loads I think so I think I think gay men love that no maybe not you but I think that is like the standard that's the standard I think so I think so no how many men have you talked to her like I've got 32 loads in me. Come fill me with another. Yes. I've, t- I've had a lot of that experience. Yeah. I grind air. Um, but I think there's a lot of math associated with that as well. With a single person? Like yeah. Like taking loads, you think? 
I've had a lot of very sexual offers on Grinder, and then I'm like, are you partying? Mm. Which I didn't even know what that meant when I moved to New York. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had to figure it out. And then uh, the answer is always yes. Oh, yeah. Whenever it's something that sounds like really kinky and disgusting, I'm like, oh, I want to do this. And then I'm like, are you partying? And they're like, yeah. yes. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do well, it. Well, as do, somebody do, 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 who do, has... Like, got to go back to bed. Like, no. Just, like, explored. What's it like when somebody's partying? Let me tell you. Oh, you've done this. Oh, I've gone more times than I care to admit, which is probably three. Um, because when you're, you know, you're laying there horny, I am, yeah. like, uncontrollable. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go check out this hot dude. I'm going to go check it out. And he's like, I'm here with a friend. I'm like, well, they're obviously fun, too, and obviously very hot. And then you go there, and they're just, like, sitting on the phones. But yeah, I've dabbled. It's I, a, and by dabbled, I mean, I've dabbled in other people. Not that I would be feel that bad about saying if I had done um, meth, but I've never done meth. But I've been... <laughs> Thank God, don't try it. Yeah. Now here it's very... Vi- the re- only reason I haven't versus other drugs is that I hear it's extremely addictive. Yeah. And I already have issues with addiction, so I don't feel like I need to tempt fate there. Right, you know? right. Mm. Fair point, mm. fair point. I have, I've been invited a lot by extremely hot men to participate in things and it's always and it's almost insulting because it's like they're a level of hot that I feel like would not hit me up if they were on meth mm. which is so degrading to say out loud on a podcast that I run but like however honestly, I have to say that is that, that not that, true that, that, that actually um, works with why I've been tempted into a situation that I would never otherwise walk into yes you know? Makes yes. sense. Totally. Makes I'm actually sense. really thankful that I avoided it because I've come really close because it's like I'm here and this other guy is here and I'm like send me pictures of the other guy and then the other guy is extremely hot and I'm like well, how are what are these hot guys inviting me to that, if you went morning? you'd probably just walk away you'd go yeah. you'd stay for 10 minutes you'd be like this is not right and then you leave but I'm not yeah. that smart no <laughs> it's it is sort of depressing though oh it's depressing to me that I've gotten as like far into this world of craziness as I have. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> why? I mean, as we've talked about, I've had like the crazy, one of the craziest experiences of my life was like getting involved in a meth sex party. And it's so funny to call it a sex party because when you show up, it's actually just a bunch of men just like staring at walls or like, looking at the couch because they're all so high on meth they don't know what to do with themselves right and so I was like but it as you said it's full of like very sexy people the friends Mm -hmm. of friends are all very sexy mostly and so I'm still just like this is worth this is worth it this is this will make me feel good about myself they want right 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 and so then I (laughs) I've gone and I get there and I'll stay for literally 15 minutes and like this is awful mm-hmm. and it's time to leave but sometimes it doesn't leave with you you know what I mean wait what I mean what you choose to do when you're there because of God knows what's going on in your brain because you're already there so you're like I'm already there let me salvage this scenario let me get something out of this 
Yeah, let's not beat around the bush. So I went... This is the last time I will ever, ever go to one of these parties. And and honestly, like I've had plenty of people hit me up since then. And immediately I'm like, no, but are you partying? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, have fun. Yeah. Because I ended up in the emergency room. In the ER. Mm-hmm. You're on, like on that TV show, Sex Sent Me to the ER. Yeah, that's me. That's you. Okay, so this is this is really the crux of the episode. Yeah, this is what you're looking for. This is what we're looking for. <laughs> this is what the, the episode will be named after this. Okay, so... The crux this is... is. The, this is really important. Okay, so set this up from the beginning. You're on Grindr. So it's important to know... Scrub. Okay, so you're, you're in a relationship with my friend that used to live here, but you're open. Mm-hmm. He lives in Berlin now. You're here with me in New York City. Mm-hmm. And you're on Scruff. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? And I've had an evening. It's been a difficult day of work. And honestly, a international relationship is difficult. And it's hard to feel like... It takes some time. Let me put it this way. It takes some time to get to the point where you feel seen and respected by someone who when you get off work and you have an opportunity to enjoy yourself they're sleeping right that's hard as fuck right so i suddenly because you can't even like have phone sex at that time i can't even get a response from this person because they're asleep right and so trying to make myself feel validated, whatever the fuck, I don't know, trying to make myself feel worthy, trying to make myself feel sexy, whatever, Yeah. like I'm on the apps at that point. And as we talked about earlier, this mm-hmm. very sexy boy invites me over and I know immediately. Right. You know. Right. You know that they're partying. Right. I want to stop here. Yeah. And just say that, like, you just said a mouthful because you were, like, trying to make myself feel worthy, Mm. which is, like, so... I think this is important. Like, Mm. this is an important episode because I think it's going to, like, hit a lot of things in our community that people don't talk about a lot. What is it about gay men that we're seeking our worthiness externally when, like, when I think of your life, like... You really have everything you need. You're good looking, you have a partner, you have a good career, but like we're still seeking external validation always. Like I'm completely guilty of it. I'm not putting this on you. Like we could share this together. But like why do we do this? I didn't feel like you were putting it on me. First why of all. why do we do like we do, this is like very much like a trope of our community. Why do we do this? Like why what is it about our trauma of being gay men that we do well, I think I think it comes from us being very young and being not told well actually in, even in my case with my mother who I absolutely adore and she would never want me to feel less than and she would be mortified although she would accept it and she'd understand her limitations where she came from but you know we are we ha- society puts these expectations on us to be to be perfect and when we are less than, because mm-hmm. we have this deep flaw, mm-hmm. which isn't actually a flaw, but it's the way that we perceive it, right? right? We perceive it as this deep flaw of not being able to serve what our mothers expect, to serve what society expects, mm-hmm. to be in magazines. 
we feel that we cannot actually be real humans. Mm-hmm. And we seek external validation to put us back into being worthy. Yeah. And so that's when I say, like, to be worthy, it is about me laying there in bed at 10 p.m. on a Thursday night. And I have this job that I have to go to the next day that I really love. Mm -hmm. And I have a partner that I really love and who loves me. But I'm so insecure because of all of these things that are expected of me or that I have taken on as expectations of me yeah that I can't just go to sleep right I have to have something to validate me yeah one more thing so you're on scruff and then what happens I'll steer you back because I got you way off track are we already at the next day didn't we already go over this oh no we're not (laughs) you wish we had gone no 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 we're still I, I steered you off track with my questioning but so you're on scruff and you're looking this very for... sexy yes man invites me over and he shows me pictures of other people who are there and immediately like i said i immediately i know they're partying right i've because this, this is like my first ammo. rodeo first yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, this yeah, is yeah. my first rodeo I, I the first time i learned the second time a little bit shame on me where i'm like i knew this was the case but i'm just gonna go and then i left 20 minutes later this time i go I'd been drinking, and... I've been drinking. I've I've been been drinking. drinking. There are all these gorgeous men in jockstraps. Their dicks are out, whatever. And I can't get hard, because I've been drinking. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, they offer me a a Viagra. Mm -hmm. So I take a half a Viagra. I have no idea how much time has passed. Maybe five minutes, honestly. Like, it's not working. And all of a sudden, they're like, well, here, let's let's just inject your dick with... Triplex or whatever it's called. Right, this right, thing that right. is meant for people with severe issues when right. it comes to... Or people on meth who right. cannot get hard. Right, right. Which I don't know anything about Viagra. I've yeah. taken a different thing. I'm not going to say their name because I know they sponsor podcasts and they don't sponsor this one. Well, they might. But I name them Blue Chew. I'm not going to name them. I'm going to bleed Chew. you out. Stop it. Uh, but I know it takes about half an hour. And so I don't know how long Viagra takes because it's a different... Probably about the same. It's a different I think you're supposed drug. to wait 30 minutes. I think the unnamed one is more similar. But it's honestly, the generic... I don't know if I was there 10 minutes or 30 minutes. I honestly Well, that's remember. the thing. And probably it's closer to 10. Like, it probably. feels like when you're in that situation well, where you're not... Also, because I was just like, this is awkward. I want to Yes. Leave. When it's awkward, yeah. it feels like 30 when it's four minutes, four and a half minutes. <laughs> and so... <laughs> but I think that, like, if five. those medications take at least... At least half an hour, yeah. the fastest. Mm-hmm. So you would take in, you said half a Viagra. I think I took a whole Viagra. Okay, but it Vi- was, okay. I don't know. I don't know what the milligrams was. Right. So you took of somebody who gave it to me. Right. And then when you're not getting hard, subsequently somebody else is like, I know what to well, do. Well, it was the guy who lived there, and they were like, we also have the same. Like it's just a little prick on the side of your dick. And it will get you hard immediately. And right. um, we also have like the antidote, essentially. Like, it's like the same thing where if you overdose, they have whatever, the shot to your heart, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. There's an antidote to this erection. Apparently. Thing. I don't know. Okay. It didn't work so for the, me. The, I mean, I wasn't there. The injectable into your penis is not unfamiliar to me because I listened to a different podcast with a porn actor. Mm. 
and this is very a very common thing that they use in porn films because you are they need to switch get a different angle do this like it like when you watch a porn film that's made by a studio it's not very genuine like they're very yeah. like you know there's a lot of takes and they have to be hard for hours and hours and hours so this is something that they use a lot in porn films so when you brought this up i was like i've heard about this on a podcast so this is what essentially they gave you. I didn't know there was an antidote to this. Apparently. I, I, so I they told you like I, you'd be safe because you they had an antidote. Yes. How this is new for me because we didn't talk about this before. No, we didn't. So the antidote, how would you take this if you needed it? Like I'm sure it's the same like a in your dick. To the dick. I don't but I don't know because but you never got that because far. they injected it in me. I stayed for another fifteen minutes. I was hard as a rock. And I was like I have zero interest in being here. And so I left. Because it was awkward, right? Yeah, because they were all high and I wasn't. Yeah. Right? And we talked about this earlier. You go where people are partying and you are on alternate universes, right? Like you are not in the same like three dimensions. Yeah. There's a fourth dimension and you are on different versions of that fourth dimension. Completely. You know what I mean? Completely. And so so I was just like, so after I took this, I was like, Five to ten minutes. I was like, I've I'd done this. I should stay. I was like, fuck it. No, I don't want to be here. And I went home. And I masturbated. And I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next day. And I actually was working from home. Jumped on the computer with a boner. I'm like sitting there on this call today. And this person's voice is just killing me. And I don't know why. I'm like, why is this person's <laughs> voice killing me so hard? No, like it's awful. And I eventually was just like, I'm sorry, I have a small emergency. I have to go. And I just like closed my computer down and I went to the bathtub and I tried to get into the bath and I was just like, my dick will not go down. Yeah. Because this is like morning wood. With, by the way, but a you... metal cock ring on still. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. This happened to me recently, actually. I, you had to go to the hospital. No, 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 it's just, you're not meant to wear it that long. No, but I have fallen asleep with cock rings on and it's been totally fine. Yeah. This is not fine. And I didn't get a bruise, but this also, like, it, that also could have been part of it, but that shit isn't meant for people who don't have an issue. You know what I mean? Right. So apparently my dick works fine. <laughs> right. I just was too drunk or whatever and it was like, oh, hold on, honey buttons. Yeah. All of a sudden, I am that Cards Against Humanity card with (laughs) an erection lasting more than four hours. Right. Yeah. You know. I feel like every man in the world has seen the commercials for erectile dysfunction. And they're like, if you have an erection lasting longer (laughs) than four hours. And we're like, who has that silly? Yeah, because yeah, 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 it's like Al Gore in a bathtub. Yeah. So like, we didn't know that like in our 30s, 
this would ever happen to us because they market it like it's for senior citizens. But like, there's a lot of things like alcohol. I think that's like that's the my biggest thing generally is just talk to us like we're human fucking beings. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me like this is for some ninety year old. How many gay men do you know who take? Pills to help with an erection. I didn't know. I oh, actually didn't know it was how that. many. But how many do you know? Thinking about it today. Not that many. Not that many. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think gay men talk about this. I would but just say I the number of thirty not, to forty year olds I yeah. know, especially in the gay community, who are gay community. Yeah, I say that like it's an actual thing. It is. Oh please. What do you mean? It is not a community. What do you mean? We are a group of people who have something in common. We are not a community. I'm going to retract you because I think that when you leave the gay community, you realize... What is this? Are we Mormons? You just no, like no, no, give no, no, up no, your no. gay card no, no, no. and suddenly but, you're done? No. We discommunicate? We like excommunicate you? No, I'm sorry. I don't think that happens. We live in New York City. You could go outside of this apartment where we're recording right now, walk two blocks and run into a homo. Like there's so many of us here. You are always among community here like if you leave and but a go community to... implies that you all like support each other and you have a common interest our common interest we we don't we have a common interest but we don't necessarily support each other okay i don't i don't agree with this idea of a community i disagree mm. i i will disagree if you are my only gay friend in the entire city and I'm like, uh, Dan, I went to hook up and I was so anxious I couldn't get hard and I started taking this thing. And like, if you're the only fucking person I can talk to about that, that's still community. There are people in our country that don't have that. are in your, in your vicinity, you can't talk to that about. Like, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, but I, the, I have so many Culture people. and community are different. I have so, I, I get what you mean, but there, I just feel like. I have a community here in New York of gays, like where I I actually do feel that support. Like if I needed it, I could find it. Does that make sense? It does. But you don't feel like you have that. No, I wouldn't say I don't feel like I have that, but I wouldn't say that it's a broader community. I think people get the wrong idea of what it means to be gay. And if you're gay and you're part of the gay community, then everybody accepts you and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, the gay community is very clicky and it's very anti, like if you don't follow our standards, if you don't want to come to Fire Island, if you don't want to go to these bars, then you're kind of left out on your own. I think it's very, I mean, that's an oversimplification because I do think that there are layers to it, right? But the gay community to me is a, is a, I don't want to say a facade. It's more of a fallacy. It's what we wish existed, but doesn't. Fascinating. I think it's what you make it. I disagree. I don't know. Well, I agree and I disagree. I agree because you will find your way in it. And it is a community in the sense of, as you were talking about earlier, I automatically assume I know what I can talk to you about because we're both a part of this. Yeah. And I hope that you'll respond, and if we agree with each other, then it's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's carte blanche, like, oh, you're gay, I'm gay, oh, we're going to be friends. No, it's not that oversimplified, but I just think that, like, there's a lot of people, even people that might be listening to this podcast, that are in a part of the country where they don't have the privilege of having such easy access to other yeah. people so readily that understand their experience. So, like, I think that, like, 
part of the reason that I moved to New York is because it's such a thriving gay community. So like if you left and you were like, I hated doing that podcast, I'm never talking to him again. There's a lot of other gays that I have that I can talk to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. Like, it's just that like, I just feel like well, very supported here. And when I'm on Instagram and everyone's in Fire Island and I'm here going to work, I feel like, fuck, I'm really left out of this. It can make, it's a double-edged sword. Like there absolutely is this feeling of being left out of things always and feeling like, like last night I wanted to go out. We had a big conversation. I was like trying to go to this circuit party and that one and this one was sold out and that one actually doesn't exist this particular weekend. And yes, (laughs) and there is this crazy feeling of keeping up with the Joneses in New York City that is, is unique to. And that's for everybody. It's not just gays. That's everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when it come when push comes to shove, when I rem- I remember when Pulse happened, and I went down to the West Village, and I joined, you know, just the silent protest there, and just being with other people that understood the particular hurt that I was feeling for these people in Florida that I don't know, that I'll probably never meet, but the- it's the same experience, and that's right outside my door. That's a train ride away to West Village. That is something that's a privilege that I moved here for. It's part of the reason I pay so fucking much in rent because that's not everywhere. Well, and I think what I would like to say is that I hear what you're saying and I agree with you. And I think there is this, at the very least, the surface level community of the, this is against what is expected of us as men. This is against what is expected of us as human beings. Yeah. But I would like to, at, I think for me as someone who has never felt very comfortable or at home in this gay community, and right. that's not to say that I haven't found people that I really connect with, and that I haven't found. And so my point is, it there's a lot of layers, there's a lot of depth. And 100%, so yeah. you can come, come, come to New York, come to New York if you yeah. are not accepted at home, if you feel that your parents don't accept you, if you feel that your friends don't accept you, if you don't feel understood, this is the place to come because there is a community for you to latch into. Right. But I would I would ask you to think a little deeper than, not you specifically, but one who comes to New York, the person I'm inviting, to know that the, the community that invites you, the surface level community, is not the be-all, end-all. There is so much more to human beings and you don't just have to be gay and accept what is expected of gay men in New York from what you can initially see. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I think there's so much more to us as human beings that I, I, I want to welcome people to New York and say, yes, you can find yourself here. You will be safe. But I also want them to know there's more than just the circuit parties, the gay bars, the Hell's Kitchen, you know. But don't things. you think that's partially our own responsibility? Like last night I had been away from New York for a while and I really wanted to like go out and do the coolest thing. And the, I just was feeling this pressure to be doing the it thing, which mm-hmm. is like a pressure I put on myself. No uh, one, no one is oh. actually putting that. Yeah, no, truly. No, it's no, no. Our, I, I want to be clear about this. When I'm on Instagram. I feel that pressure though. You too. do. Every yeah. gay person probably in New York City So it's does. not just us putting it on ourselves. It is, it is a bigger thing than you and me. It is this culture telling us this is what you buy into to be happy. But this is the thing. 
I see other gay men in New York City going to Fire Island, doing all these fabulous things. They're going to this party and that party. And like, it just feels like this lifestyle of fabulosity that I want to like latch onto and be a part of and be like this thing. And like, I understand that that's not real. It doesn't stop me from wanting it. But I think that to it is an external force, but I also feel like I am in the process always of doing the work to know myself enough to know that like it's it's an internal force too. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want to say like oh this New is York, why I said, all these New York, New York gays put this, this thing said, on to me. New York. I put it on myself because I'm falling for the trap of social media and all of this because I know that these people have all kinds of obstacles in their lives that they're not putting on social media just like I do. It's, you have to be like solid like anywhere in the world but that you live. how many people living even in New York City are solid in their own selves? Well, I mean, that's the goal. That's, that's the, the whole, goal. That's, that's the not goal. the reality for most it's of us. It's the goal but not the reality but the thing is, is like, that's why we're here. That's what life is. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. It's like being in a car and you're going someplace you're going to hit road bumps and flat tires and all kinds of things. The journey is finding yourself. Well, and this is where the 100%. So it's so glad you said that. Yeah. Because I feel that what I was saying earlier marries very well with what you're saying here. Come to New York. You will be welcome. You will find a community. You will find something to plug into, but you are still yourself. There is still a journey to be found. And if you don't tap into that journey to find yourself where you are accepted, you are going to find yourself surface level forever. Yeah. No, 100%. That's why it is a journey. Because I'm sitting here on this podcast and I know better and I'm talking about it and it still plagues me. Of course, plugs me too. I still struggle. So, like, it's why do you think I ended up in the emergency room? Well, yeah. So let's get back. I know. Let's get back to that. Let's get back to that because it all ties in really nicely. Okay, so you took the injection. You went home, jerked off, came, went to sleep, woke up throbbing hard, which isn't that uncommon. Like it's morning wood. Yeah. But you still had this cock ring on. Yeah. I couldn't get it off. Could not get it off because you were hard. Yeah. And we were like, all right, fuck, I'm still hard. I'm going to jump on this meeting. It was t- it was still hard to it's the like point that... in the morning. I was on yeah. this call and I was... So at it, 9.30, how yeah. long... How how far in advance did you wake up? Like, are you an early riser? Are you like 6.30 or you're like 9.15? You're like, I woke fix, up probably, judge the hair and jump on this. No, I probably woke up an hour before that. Okay. And I was just like, ugh, it's still not going down. It's still not going down. It's still mm-hmm. not that weird, honestly, at this point. Like, right, because you're you're probably making well, coffee. Making coffee yeah, 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 yeah. Sitting there, whatever. Did you think before the meeting started where you're like, God, I need to fucking jerk off before this meeting? No. Because I need to... You didn't. You were like, no. this will go down eventually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I would have been like, I need to quickly get rid of this. I would have tried to... I probably... wasn't horny. I mean, right, like, right, right, Normally right, right. I am, but I, yeah. wasn't. I wasn't. I think if my boner was lasting through morning coffee, I would have been like, uh, I need... even if I wasn't horny, I would be like, this is uh, asking for... Like, it's I don't like, know that I had... It's like I... having a dog okay. that's asking well, to go Well, let's talk about somebody with ADHD where I was... <laughs> Like, I was just tooling around, like, woo, go make my coffee, kept my legs yeah, yeah, in the yeah, air, yeah, yeah. like, high kicking in the kitchen, you know, yeah, having yeah, a real yeah. good time. You and forgot you had a boner. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, I had to get on this call. I was like, I've got six minutes to get on this call, mm-hmm. so 
didn't have time to take a shower because right. I was too distracted, whatever. Right, right, right. But it's a Zoom, so no one can smell you. No, you right. just have to have your okay. hair looking nice and a shirt on. Nice Done. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so then I jump on this call, and the questions this person was asking just, like, killed me. I was like, I want to murder this person? Like, I cannot listen to this person talk anymore? And I actually, like, realized my dick hurts. My dick right. hurts. Right. My dick hurts. So I was like, sorry, I have to go. Like, and left with a little chat in Teams, and I closed my computer. And my dick hurt. It hurt. Yeah. And so I went, and I went to the bathtub, and I was, like, sitting in the bathtub, and I was like, this isn't getting better. Like, I poured myself a bath, drew myself a bath, and it was not getting better, and I called my partner, and he didn't get what was happening because I didn't even quite get right. what was happening and I called my upstairs neighbor and I messaged him and ultimately I just decided I need to go to the emergency room right and so I did which I want to commend you for because that's like really like present minded I, I don't know you you hear stories like this and you try to put yourself in that position and you think what would I have done I definitely would have Try to jerk off before going to the Oh, but it would still have felt like it was going to pop. Because it hurt. It It hurt so bad. You weren't even... I honestly... Like, I've heard stories of people who don't go to the emergency room. Fuck. And they wait, like, three days. And I'm sitting there thinking, it feels like it's going to explode. Yeah. Why would I not go to the emergency room? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was so uncomfortable going to the emergency room. Like, the cat ride. Like, I was like... With my hand on the seat, like lifting my butt up off of the seat, like oh I have to, I have to, I have to like hold myself two inches above the seat. So it was so painful, and I get yeah, there, yeah. and they're just like, "Yeah, you're fine," and I'm just like, "No, I'm not. My dick's gonna explode." Spoiler alert: It didn't explode. So you're in the emergency room. You check in. You go up to the desk, and you say to whatever person's at the desk, "I've had an erection that lasts more than four hours." I'm not kidding you. That's what I told them. Yeah. That's what you have to tell. I mean, that's, that's the what reality. You're yes, yes. Honestly, that's what I said. Because I'm like, I've had an erection that lasts more than four hours. So they make you fill out a shit ton of forms. I'm no, sure. No, I actually didn't. They didn't. You they just gave, they got my um they got my insurance card. I was in network, and all I'm doing is sitting there thinking, Granny fell and cut her knee, and you're taking her in before. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. my dick is literally going to explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in ex- so at even this though point, I'm thinking like they know what they're doing, I'm yeah. still thinking like, do they understand what's happening here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this yeah. point, you're in excruciating pain. Excruciating. And it's what time compared mm-hmm. to the call that started at nine thirty? It's probably eleven, eleven thirty in the morning. Yeah. So you're in the waiting room, dick throbbing, excruciating yeah, pain. Horrible. And what time did they finally get to you? So they put me in the bed. Around 11, 11.30. Okay, so about they an hour. probably came back to tell me what they needed to do around 1. Fuck. That sucks. Mm, I said 11, 11.30, so it was probably 12. No, an hour and a half? It wasn't that long. It was probably okay. a half hour, honestly. It okay, was probably okay. a half hour. It was, that's they actually were, good. They were actually, they were very good. Okay, that's good. That's I good. will not... No, they were they were they were actually very lovely from start to finish. They That's great. Okay, Once so at this point in, you're okay. So just because I want to make sure we understand, you're in the ER, you're in a bed. So the only things you're not in a room, right? It felt like a wall. I could hear them, but it felt like a wall. 
That's Mostly. good. That's yeah. at least good. Yeah, yeah. You still have the cock ring on. Mm-mm. You had gotten it I off? I got it off. Thank God. Did you, what, Crisco? What, how did you do this? A the hope sheer and oil. a prayer and probably something that has damaged my dick forever. Oh my God. Okay. Pushing so, it through the cock ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I got it off. Thank God. Because okay. I, I was thinking, actually, I got it off before the meeting. You thought that might have been a problem. Because I thought that was what was causing the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now you're in the waiting. Still... Crisco, who do you think I am? I don't... I... What? <laughs> I don't know. A baker? Martha Stewart? I'm just plopping down on fists left and right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you. No. <laughs> yeah, you do, bitch. I do. Okay, so you're in the ER waiting room. Right. Dick throbbing, mm. excruciating. Mm. Half an hour goes by, mm. and they come back and they say, uh, "Hello, sir. We now need." I am the urologist. Yeah. And I had already, by the way, the reason I went to the emergency room is because I had done research, and I read when it hits this point, they actually have to drain the blood out of your dick because it is stuck. Yeah. Like, you have lost the ability to drain. Yeah, like, yeah. Shit has started to form. In yep. the drainage canals, we have to actually drain it out. Yeah, yeah. Which so I knew what was gonna what was coming. So kudos to you because I would have been crying. I would have been like, Ugh. like I would have been so I'm not freaked that out. Kind of person. No, 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 I would. I don't like any medical things. I'm not like but who likes. I'm them? not very brave. Who likes them? Like if you told me I had to go to the hospital to get my dick drained, I would do it because I don't want to lose well, no, my you dick. Just spoiled the 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 finale here. I mean, is that the finale? You. We didn't talk about my dick being drained yet. But you said that's what you googled it. That's what had to happen. Oh, okay, fine. I would be crying. Like if no, I, for me, it's so much better to know what I'm in the mood for, or not in the mood. <laughs> what I'm, what I'm up for. Like what's coming my way. Mm-hmm. What, what is on the menu, so yeah. to speak. And so that way, I can just go and I can be like, no surprises. Either you're gonna have to take my dick off, which I know we haven't gotten that far. I'm gonna have damage, and you'll drain it. Which we haven't gotten that far, I hope, and they confirmed we haven't. Mm-hmm. Or we're gonna have to drain your dick. Right. Like there was no other thing beyond that. So I knew what was coming before they told me. Right. And so they were actually very impressed. They were like, So you already know what's Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna do this. And I was like, Yeah, I know. And so then they did the thing. Blood everywhere. Don't, yeah, I have we don't, never seen yeah, we don't more have blood to go in into my entire life. As much detail on the podcast. I have just let's just say. Yeah. If you don't have to, don't. Yeah. But if, 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 if you question, go to the hospital. 100%. Go to the hospital. So I, that's why I'm really proud of you for being, bra- like, I would have gone to the hospital because my penis is more important to me than my Of course. Scare, I don't my fear. Go. But no. the thing, but, but I, so then you went home. Were there after effects or you, as soon as it was over, you felt better? Like it was, it was not recommended. Very gruesome. Terrible. Oh, but, I disagree. If you're in that situation, I recommend it. I mean, not recommend it. Was a, to respond in the to sense, your first don't question. take half a Viagra or a whole Viagra and then get an injection. I don't like your don't shaming tactics. I'm not shaming you. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is immediate relief. Wow. Immediate. It was so as as awful as it looked. And they were like, just don't look, because it will be better not to look. So the doctor left. The urologist left. They had taken care of everything. They were waiting for me for an hour to see how things turned out. And 
I hear a nurse walk by the hallway and she's like, who, who left this blood in the hallway? Oh my God. <laughs> she cleaned it up and I was just like, me, but it wasn't me. It's not my fault. That's, <laughs> that's my dick blood. It's my dick blood. It was so stupid. It was so stupid, but it made me laugh because I was like, she doesn't know what happened in here. Oh, but, um. So the urologist comes back and confirms that you're okay. Yeah. So they, they wanted me to keep me there for another hour, hour plus, probably two hours, just to make sure that like. It didn't go back up into like. Is that original. a possibility? Yeah. It's they a, drain it and then it pops back the fuck up and then you have to drain I it don't, again. I don't know. Like to the doctors out there who know this better than me, I don't know if it's ever actually happened. But, but they a told you that was a concern yes, that they, they would drain your dick out and then it would pop back up. Yep. They had to make sure it worked. Ah! Yeah. Hundred percent. So they're like, mm, perfectly flaccid. Thank you. Oh well, he sucked it after that. Oh, perfect. Okay. That was perfect. He was so cute too. Oh, I stop, wish he sucked stop, it. Stop, stop. But he didn't because he. Probably... Wait, the guy that drained it was really cute. Was so cute. That's terrible. No, it was wonderful. I was like, thank God you're the one touching my dick. <laughs> I didn't care, because honestly, if he's a as someone who's dated people in the medical field, mm. they don't care mm. if you come in with X, Y, or Z. Wait, 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 wait. The guy that drained your dick, you think was gay or no, was gay? Mm, I don't know if he was gay, but he was cute. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I, if I was in that scenario, I would want a gay guy to drain my dick. That sounds. You like don't you, care. You just want your dick. No, not no, to I know, I know, but it's just like I feel like there's. This is a good full circle. Going back to community, it's like there are things that are just like. I see you and that is that feels embarrassing to me and so like it's like that man I feel like he's not judging me because he's like whether he's done it or hasn't done it or whatever it's like he get like he gets it it's on it we're on a different frequency it's like a fucking radio dial we're on a different channel than the rest of the people and so like I feel like if it's a gay guy in there that has to drain my dick it's like at least he's he gets it let me tell you that this man deserves 125% credit because I had no idea whether or not he was homosexual, but he made me feel that way regardless. That's really good. He made me feel like there was no judgment. Yeah. He had seen this many times. Yep. Didn't matter if we were both gay. He understood yep. what it meant. He understood why I was there and he was only there to make me feel comfortable I and love safe. That. He was I the most incredible. And I'm so glad that was your experience. Honestly, like, I, I, I don't know if he was gay. I don't, like, no, no, ta-ta-ta, no whistles going off in my head. Yeah. But he was just, I, I didn't get the sense he was, but he was just there to be a good human to support other human beings. And he'd seen this how many times, and he knew it was traumatic, and he was there to just be... A calming force in a very, very <laughs> calming situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I wish I so, remembered his name, but he was just a fabulous, fabulous human being. Yeah. Who, again, like I said, I walked out and I didn't feel judged. I did not feel like I was lesser than. Nothing. It was, yeah, we've seen this and I know how to deal with it and here's what to expect. And are you okay? I love that. And he was just a really, really, really wonderful person. 
Yeah. I love that. That's that's what's needed in those yeah. scenarios. That's no judgment needed. from start to finish. No judgment. Yeah. And honestly, I wish somebody would have judged me when I was waiting to get in so I knew yeah. how long that was going to take. Yeah. I don't know. Something like so that. We, so you get home and like, how soon do you feel better or oh, normal? Long before I left. Before you even left the hospital? Oh, yeah. The moment after they drained it, like I slept for two hours because I was suddenly... All this adrenaline was drained out of you my body. You slept in the hospital. You were like... <laughs> well, they wouldn't let me leave, first of all. Yeah. But yes, I was just like, oh, because I did not sleep well. Because I of kept course. waking up the night of with a boner that yeah. just kept like poking me awake. You would all like that, but it's not reality. You mm-hmm. don't actually want that. Just, mm-hmm. But like, wish for it. I think that like if I wake up in the middle of the night with a boner, I ignore it. Because I'm like, oh, it's just... It's, a, it's, it's more annoyed. And then you like, You don't get to ignore it when it's like this. Uh-uh. So you, so, okay, okay, so that's important because I think of it as, like, the way that I hear the story is that you didn't realize until, like, morning time. I didn't because I wanted to ignore it. Ah, I thought, this is fine. I was stupid last night. I drank too much. I took this thing on my dick. It'll be fine. But the reality is, like, if I look back on it, no, it was not normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not normal. Because I just think if I wake up with a boner, if I'm too tired to, like, address it I'm going back to sleep because I just assume it's morning wood I'm not assuming that which is what I did when I left that well, but that's what I thought too I yeah. thought the same thing and that's why I didn't like side uh, no. PSA do not go to sleep with the cock ring on I've done it a couple of times do it's not do times. it but this is one of the times like this is one of the times yeah but I don't like, think it was the cock ring think... that caused that well I wonder I wonder do you think because alright so you yeah. took the pill you took the injection and then you had the cock ring on do you think that the cock ring was a contributing factor because it was like keeping you hard in addition to the medications like it was probably. all like a suit it probably did yeah and also my I have a thick dick I'm just gonna say that and my cock ring was too small make sure your cock ring is the oh, right size fuck. Also, yeah, it was metal. Yeah, mine was rubber. So, like, if push came to shove and I couldn't get it off, I will take the cut scissors. It. Yeah. Metal, you can't quite cut off. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. And I'm not taking a machinery tool to that. No, no, no. Which no, is no, what, no. honestly, when I was going, I thought they were going to have to take, like, a saw for yeah. that thing to get off. And then I got it off before I got down there. Thank God. I'm literally clutching my pearls right now. Literally, I yeah. have pearls on my neck. Okay, when we bought them earlier. And I am clutching them. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. That's fucking scary. Yeah, but it all turned out all right. And I have to say, like, if something feels wrong, it probably is. Yeah. Go. You know your body. Go, yeah. Go yeah. take care of that. Yeah. So you get home. One of my questions was, all right, you get home. You're in your apartment. How soon after this whole traumatic hospital experience, when was the next time you even got an erection or jerked off? Like, was it within a day? Or well, it was getting or hard you... when the doctor came back to look at my dick. And I said, I'm sorry, like, all of this is happening. And I am, I hope this is okay. Like, I hope this isn't a problem. But I have, like, I'm getting a semi-erection with you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, that's normal. That's fine. This is clearly not a problem. It would be, boing, if okay, it were okay, a problem. Okay. Were you getting a semi-erection because he was hot? Probably. That's so funny. That's and cool. also because it was so much attention to my wiener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like all of the terror was gone and suddenly it was just attention. life. <laughs> yeah. And again, this doctor was so sweet. Like, yeah. I didn't get the sense that he was preying on me in any way. He was yeah. just like, yeah, that's fine. That's normal. 
Yeah. That's not, that, we don't have to cut that off. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Jesus. So, but when, okay, so how soon after that did you ever jerk off again? Was it that day? Oh, probably that afternoon. That's and I could I feel, I could feel where the needle went in. Like, I didn't, I don't mean like I could feel it in terms of, like, there was no blood okay. after that. When I, like, it was just, like, it never it was happened. Over. It was over, yeah. It was over. Like, I could feel, like, scar tissue for yeah. approximately two weeks. Yeah. And then, boom, like, it never happened. So, this is the other thing that I want to say before we get off the podcast. Why so much more to talk about. We're done with the podcast? Yeah, these are one, you come back. What else do you want to talk about? Feminism? No. I want to talk about fem- okay. No, this is very important for gay men to hear, because gay men are not feminists. I'm gonna edit this out. This has nothing to do with what we're no, talking it absolutely about. has something to do. With this. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna talk about on a future podcast. This do has not nothing edit to do with your boner. No, it, mm-hmm, in a way it does. We'll talk about it later, but I want to talk about how anti-feminist and misogynist gay men are. I think that is. Dan, I'm editing this out. This has no. nothing to do with your boner. It doesn't matter. I think this is very important for us to talk about in a future episode. Gay men need to hear about it. We can talk about it in a future episode. That's what I'm saying. I want to talk about it in a future episode. So before we get off this podcast, though. We. Because it's such a traumatic thing. Mm. And. I First of all, I also want to say, like, I appreciate you coming on the podcast to talk about this because when I decided I was going to do a podcast Mm -hmm. and I was going to have it be about music and sex because those are my two favorite topics to talk about I can talk about them for hours I wanted it to be without shame Mm -hmm. and a place where gay guys talked about the things that they were experiencing myself included that I think that we don't talk about necessarily a lot we've hit on a lot of those things tonight and so I'm wondering what do you think led you in the first place to that party because one question I have for you that I said to you in person before we're in person now we've had drinks so you are in an open relationship yeah and one thing that I always wonder because I've never done an open relationship and I would love to try it because I'm an extremely sexual person but I think that I would get in this thing where I'm like tit for tat and I think I would want to like one up my partner almost And so your partner's in Berlin, which is super gay, lots of sex. Do you think that played into your decision to go? Yes, 100%. Whether it's him being in Berlin or anywhere. Just anywhere. I think, obviously I find him very attractive or I wouldn't be dating him. Yes. And it's not easy for me to be in an open relationship. And that's not news to anybody who knows me. And... I dealt with the difficulties in unhealthy ways. I would recommend open relationships to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It has been a very important way for my partner, who you know, and me to connect and to understand each other and to build on our relationship. It hasn't been comfortable for me. I feel like it's his default. Mm -hmm. It's not mine. But... Yeah, I was absolutely trying to heal this wound that I felt from, like, a my partner isn't here, and I just want this person who understands me and who loves me, and I, I don't want this to sound like, oh, he wasn't here, uh, I'm sorry, 
I did this thing. It actually was a good thing for me in the sense that I learned how to exist on my own and I learned about all these flaws in myself and I learned how to truly talk to this other person about my vulnerabilities and express how um, I needed him. Right. And it has really turned into a very healthy thing for the two of us. So I, I don't I don't want to make light of this idea of an open relationship because it's it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's hard as fuck. I think some people are perfectly fine with it. But yeah. It's fine. Kudos to you, bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but, it's very prominent in the gay community. I feel like I know a lot of people that jump into open relationships and like if you look at the gay community, I think that you'll see people that make it work like swimmingly like really well and people that absolutely does, get like are they actually does it actually I, work I've, I wonder I've, I've I, I can think of people right now in my mind that are, make it work really really well but I wonder what's really, behind really well. that because it, honestly I think it's a lot of discussion okay it's a lot of understanding and it's a lot yeah that's, I those are I, I don't have anything more to say it's a lot of discussion and understanding it's a lot that's of the only way and, and a ton it. of love for one another and and respect. a lot of a lot of Not sexual love, libido respect. and also a lot of sexual libido they both have plenty of sexual libido and so like I think that there's that and then I've seen it not work like where because my fear for myself is that I would be like because we're men like it's funny because we're gay men so we take on a lot of feminine traits and I think we forget that we're like these dumb like cavemen at times like we forget I like, talked about this earlier too yeah, you know what I mean way. like where like which I think is over the overlap with feminism yes again. yes like we forget and I do want to do an episode on feminism we, I, we will I can't we will but it's not this it episode no I think we forget as gay men because we're a little bit more enlightened often that we're still Men and we have these like stupid cavemen tendencies. I feel like I would get competitive with my partner. Like you fuck someone, I fuck someone. You fuck someone, I fuck someone. Oh, totally. And like that, there, yeah. like was that part of what led you to this? 100%. Like, yeah. And good eye is what I'm going to say. And coming out of this, it led to if you can't express that to your partner and your partner doesn't understand it if you can't get there you don't belong together that's my opinion right but while this led to extreme difficulties and not in the way you might think (laughs) um it it led me to realize that the partner that i'm with is truly a partner of mine and we saw each other on a level that i never I was wanted, but had never been blessed with. Mm. That makes me so happy because I love you both so much. Yeah, well, he's adorable. He's a a dream come true. But that also goes to my earlier point that if you are going to do an open relationship, like, communication is massively key. Because you guys were, you've been able to have a lot of tough conversations. Communication is terrible. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You've been mm. able to have a lot of tough conversations. Well, and, and this is my default, is to be able to, like, I don't trust somebody that I can't have a deep conversation with. And I wasn't convinced early on that Colin, my partner, was someone that I could have a deep conversation with. And he's 100%, 150% proved me wrong. 
and has just turned into a um, great partner, you know? Yeah. So it's all about communication, 100%. If you don't have communication with your partner, it's all. Yeah. I think some people could live with that forever because they're too involved in their own lives and they're just happy to be with someone else but the yeah. reality is if you want a meaningful relationship communication is birds I think this? people get into open relationships because they're looking at the like sexual benefits of it and sometimes they don't realize the work that actually goes into it right. it's actually there is like if you care about your relationship there is work that goes into it oh god yeah uh, I I wish no I don't because I'd like to work with someone on something and like to see each other but wouldn't it be nice to just be like oh my god we've walked into each other's lives and we both get each other and we can sleep with each other and we can sleep with other people and it's a perfect and we don't have to think about anything else I don't think it works that way no it doesn't work I don't though. think so no for very few people anyway yeah well goodbye it's been lovely to talk to you all I love you all boo boo bisous <laughs> All right, I think that's everything we need yeah. to say. Bizu bizu. Thank you for being here. Thank you for yes. being brave to share this story because it's super super vulnerable. Um, I Why think do you I, think we're drunk? Well, fair, but I did ask you 150 times uh-huh. if you were okay because I wanted to make sure because I care about my guests and not uh, I don't want to ever exploit anyone um, um, because I really do think that I just can't shut my mouth, Sean. You know, you can't. But I actually think that it's worth while like I actually think this is like these types of conversations why part of the reason why I want to start a podcast yeah. because like gay men don't always talk so candidly about yeah. these things and they're super fucking important right um and so I really thank you for being vulnerable and having these conversations with me um over a couple thousand glasses of wine a couple thousand yeah <laughs> I'd say it's been at least 10,000. Um, anyway, yes. uh, we'll talk soon. We'll continue we'll this a, conversation soon. We'll have yeah. another episode. Um, thank you for listening. If you're listening on Spotify, follow it, follow the podcast, rate it five stars, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars. Um, subscribe wherever else you listen. Follow me on Instagram at Sean L. Show. All right. Bye bye.